I'm walking in the favor of God His grace and mercy has brought me this far I will believe what His word says about me Lacking poverty is not my destiny I'm walking, I'm living, I'm walking thank you for another opportunity to come into your house lift our hands lift our voices and to say thank you for all that you've done all that you're doing in our lives father we take it not lightly that you allowed us to be here this morning that we would come into this 
place in praise and worship your name, Father. We ask you to bless this service, lead us and guide us by your spirit in all that we do. Bless our pastor as he brings forth the word and let us be doers of the word and not hearers only. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. our name. He knows what we have need of. He knows what we're lacking. He knows what we desire. He knows the number of the hairs on our head. And if he knows all of that, please rest assured that he has your future in his hand. He knows my name. He knows my Amen. 
friend that I am your friend oh how you comfort me Lord and oh how you comfort me never alone and oh how you counsel me it still amazes me it still amazes me that I am your friend. Whenever you're going through, just remember, he knows my name. Remind yourself, he knows my name. Bless you. He knows my name. He knows my name. Come on, let's just your hands to the Lord. Oh, how he walks. Oh, how he walks with me. And oh, how he talks with me. And oh, how he tells me that I am his own. Come on and give the Lord a praise this morning. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. God knows our name. Amen. Never forget that. Never forget that. I might forget your name, but not God. Not God. Not at all. Before the Bible uh, reading, I would like to request prayers. Um, probably you know about the, the fires in Maui, especially in Maui. As they are growing, going through intense fires, we lost a United Methodist Church there, and the whole town is destroyed. So... Prayers for them, uh, prayers so they can be safe and taken care of, of the United Methodist, uh, UMCOR, the United Methodist uh, Organization for Relief, is already there helping, but they still need our prayers. Amen. So at this time, we have um, our Bible reading that today comes from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 16. Verses 1 through 15, Acts chapter 16, verses 1 through 15. And um, we invite our sister Marilyn to come and share the word with us. Please stand as you are able for the reading of the word of God. Amen. All right. All yours. Okay. Timothy joins Paul and Silas. Paul came to Derby and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. The believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in that area. For they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the people obey 
So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bourbon. I'm sorry, Bourbonia. But the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. Mm -hmm. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man from Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight for the Samothrace. As they went at, sorry, and the next day we went to Neapolis. From there we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyresia named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. God is good all the time and all the time. Amen. Will you pray with me? The Lord, you are our God and we are your people. You know our name. As we come to this time of preaching and teaching, we pray that we can find wisdom and direction on these stories, the word of God. May your Holy Spirit bring wisdom and discernment to our souls, love to our hearts, and the strength into our bodies to put into action what we hear today. May the words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Be thou my vision. There is this story in the Gospel of John about a blind man that was healed by Jesus. You might remember that story. The religious authorities keep asking him, Who was this man who healed you? Was he a sinner? They, they asked the blind man who could now see. The formerly blind man had one of the most honest and innocent answers that you can find in the Bible. He said, a sinner or not, that I don't know. But one thing I do know is that though I was blind, I was blind, now I see. 
And now I see. That's a great story for another sermon. As I have mentioned, I am uh, in my preaching teaching, I like to use stories of my own experience to illustrate or to make a point as I connect the Bible stories with the journey, the vision that we are looking for as Pacoima first. And I remember very well the afternoon when the message of the gospel came to our home, the Garcia family. Actually, it's Garcia Dominguez family in Monterrey, Mexico. Yes, my family was a nominal Christian family in a denomination that is not Methodist. But in reality, we didn't follow Jesus. We didn't follow the Lord. But one afternoon, one of my sisters came home. At that time, she was studying to be a teacher. And she entered the house with, with a glow in her face. And she said, I have found Jesus. I have found Jesus. One of my brothers and I, and probably you know this deal, right? Younger brothers, older sisters. What are you talking about lately? What is she talking about? Is she talking about our dad? Well, what happened is that my dad's name was Jesus. And he was having dinner in the kitchen. So my dad's name was Jesus, and, and he and my mother had 12 children. So it was Jesus and his 12 so, I mean, in a way, in a way, we were destined to follow the real Jesus, amen? The real Jesus. A year or so later, after Cecilia, my sister, insisted and insisted, but she was persistent, insisted that I should read the Bible. I finally gave up, and I tried to read the Bible. And I say tried, because even if I knew I was reading it, and even if I could see the words and the sentences and the stories, I could not understand anything of what I was reading. I was blind. I was spiritually blind. Thanks be to God, one of the first signs I experienced when I started to follow Jesus, the real Jesus, you know, was that when I began to read the Bible, I was able to understand it. My eyes were opened. I cannot explain how that happened, but one thing I know, that I was blind, but then I was able to see. I was able to see Right into our reading for today from Acts chapter 16, we see how the young church, and in this case through the leadership of Apostle Paul, the young church is trying to understand. They are trying to see. They are trying to make happen what they felt in their hearts about the mission of the church. By then, Paul had made it clear that his mission was outside the courts of the temple. That is, his mission was to reach out to the Gentiles. And, and you know, the Gentiles, anyone that was not a Jew, uh, 
was considered to be a Gentile, right? And although Paul was clear about that mission, we will see how God, who can't, who, who can't see the whole picture, right? God starts to guide Paul and other people, showing them bits and pieces of his will in order to fulfill the mission of preaching, sharing the gospel. Sometimes we want to see the whole picture, bits and pieces. Well, personally, I have never had a vision like that vision of Paul and the Macedonian men. But God certainly has different ways to communicate to you and me about what we need to do or where we need to go. Have you been there? Amen. One thing I like about the book of Acts is that we see stories about the young church trying to figure out what was next in the development of the church. They were learning by doing. And so very often we read in the book of Acts, um, if we, when we read the book of Acts, we can see that every time the apostles had a problem or they were getting ready for something new, they were in prayer. They were in prayer. Also, you read the, the, in the book of Acts, uh, you will notice the constant presence of the, of the Holy Spirit. God not, not only knows our name, but he always listens to our prayers. So in our reading today, we see Paul, Paul the missionary this time, Paul the apostle, Paul the one who started churches. Uh, not the, 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 the angry soul, right? His old personality, uh, the one that persecuted the church and how on his way to Damascus had this vision of Jesus telling him, no, 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 don't do that. I need you for something much better. So the angry soul became Paul the apostle, the, the missionary, and, and, and then years, years later, Paul had another vision. This time, the vision was of a man from Macedonia, and the man from Macedonia was asking for help, for help. Now, I'm not a fanatic of, of Star Wars movies, uh, but I like them well enough. And so when I read about Paul seeing a man, you know, uh, asking for help, I immediately picture the scene of Princess Leia uh, saying, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You are my only hope. And although Paul was not their only hope, our only hope is in God, amen? God certainly had a plan for Paul. Oh, yes. God always has a plan. Amen. And although we want to know everything that might happen, sometimes we just, keep, we just see glimpses or little parts of that plan. And yet, we need to obey. We need to obey. And so Paul obeys. And so it is important to mention how this single vision of the Macedonian man asking for help unfolded, unfolded for Paul, and I would say for the church, and I would say for humanity, 
it enfolded not only the rest of the story that we found in, in the book of Acts, but that vision resulted in the beginning of the gospel being preached in what later would become Europe. Europe. Paul's vision of the Macedonian man asking for help led the gospel impacting what later became the Western civilization. And that includes us, you, and me. That important is that passage. So, sisters and brothers, that is to say that with a vision or a certain feeling in our heart, in any way that God communicates with us about His mission, when we respond to the call from God, when we respond to the call from God, we never know the impact we may be starting for future generations. Amen? Amen. Well, something similar happened with, with, with education, right? <laughs> we don't know the impact of those little kids that teachers loved so much. Well, they love it so much. That's another thing. We never know the impact that we may have when we follow one single order from our Lord. One of the two churches I was serving last year is in the, in the town of Hakumba. Hakumba. Sometimes I want to say Hakumba instead of Pacoima, but it is, this one is Hakumba. It is a very small town in the desert between San Diego and Calexico. Uh, and the church is small, but like many congregations, when the pandemic happened, they started an online ministry. Um, and as I said, this is a very small church, but through their online ministry, they are reaching people all over the United States and all over the world. <laughs> like any church, there are things they need to solve in order to get back to a stronger ministry. But if not day by day, this church in Hakumba is adding new members every week to their online ministry. So you never know where uh, a new ministry or a new activity or a new program or a new software, right, will take you, take us as a church. We need to remember that if we're doing something, it's in the name of the Lord, right? We are vessels and the Lord is the one who will give the growth. Amen. Amen. Very quickly, but very important, I want for you to notice verse 5. Verse 5, where it says, So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in numbers daily. Where do we hear that before? Acts chapter 2, last week. The church increased in numbers daily. Here we are. Acts chapter 16. 
According to scholars, this was about 15 years later. And the church kept growing daily. The Lord added to her number the people who would be saved. Saved. But that was not enough for God. So following the storyline, you know, and if you like history, Acts is the book you need to read. <laughs> Amen. Following the storyline, remember Paul was following the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit had already prevented him from going uh, to uh, twice to, to Asia. Uh, and instead, he followed the call of a Macedonian man. Uh, very important, very important too, is um, that uh, many years ago I read a commentary on this passage that, that says something like this. Yeah, God didn't want for Paul to go to Asia because there the people were so pagan. Hmm. At first I didn't catch it. But later, for sure it was the Spirit. Later, I thought about this and asked myself, were they pagans? And if so, did they need to be reached with the gospel? <laughs> right. Well, anyway, I don't think the Romans and the Greeks in Europe were in Sunday school every Sunday. And I know there was no Sunday school back then. What I mean, they were as sinners just as much as anyone else and in need of the gospel. God does not discriminate, but gives the opportunity for everybody, for everybody to believe. Paul didn't go to Asia, but other apostles did. Paul had his plan, but the Spirit prevented him from going to Asia, but other people did. In the book of Proverbs, we read, a man's heart plans his way. But the Lord directs his steps. Amen. So Paul obeys. He and his companions, including a young Judeo-Greek convert, Timothy. Timothy was part of the team. Together they go to Philippi, going through different places. And now, as any story, this is getting better and better. So Paul had a strategy. He usually went to synagogues to start sharing, maybe more like debating about this new faith. But commentary says that where they were in Philippi, there were not enough Jewish men to start a synagogue. I didn't know they had that rule, but apparently they had it, right? So there was no place where they could teach the Jewish people. So uh, plan A didn't work, so plan B, they went on the Sabbath to a place of prayer, a place of prayer where Jewish people uh, went to pray on Sabbath, and that was in the river. That was something, a tradition that the Jewish people developed when they were in captivity the river, right? So, so Paul goes there, and, and he either, either uh, uh, 
that day, I don't know, it was a football game or something, but there are only women in that river, although I know women also like football, right? But uh, at that time, there was the UMW meeting there. All right. So, so he, Paul didn't find any man, much less the Macedonian men, but Paul found the right group of people to start a congregation, to start the church. Not only that, but he found the right leader, the right leader to begin the foundation of this ministry. He found a group of women and, and a new convert. Her name was... Yeah, you can say the name. That's okay. Her name was Lydia. Yes. Is that a coincidence or what? <laughs> Paul was praying when he received a vision. He went to, to the prayer group. And as I said, you will see prayer all over the book of Acts. And you will see the work of the Holy Spirit in the people who are praying there. Uh, it might be because it, it will be in prayer where we will be more susceptible to receive the vision for the way to go. Amen. It will be in prayer where we'll be more likely to receive God's message, God's, uh, to get the memo of what we need to do and where we need to go. It is in prayer when we learn that God knows our name. That God wants to lead our path. That we belong to God. It is in prayer where we are more susceptible to hearing God's voice. So it was in a prayer meeting by the river where Paul started to preach in Philippi. And when actually started the evangelization of Europe. Think about it. It was in a prayer meeting of a few women where the evangelization of the western side of the world began. Isn't that amazing? So no small ministries in church because we don't know where that small ministry might lead us in the future. Amen? No small church. We are the church of God. We are the church of God. There are a few things that God puts in order um, for this to happen. I, including the reading of the first verses of chapter 16, when Luke mentioned Timothy for the first time. And we can see a future leader of the church in the making. Also, because Timothy was part Jew and part Greek, he was the perfect candidate to start preaching in that part of the world. And my guess is that he was at least bilingual, if not more languages. I, I thank God for bilingual people. Do, do you? Or, thank you. Thank you. I already mentioned that while God sent Paul to Macedonia, he sent other apostles to Asia. The Lord equips different people for different ministries, but we need to listen to the voice of God. There are needs everywhere. We need to find in prayer what is the role of this church at this moment in the middle of this community. And last but not least, we can see here, the inclusion of 
women. The inclusion of a woman in a leadership role in the young church. And, and, and see, see, see what happened here. See, check how God does things. Well, the Jewish people didn't have a synagogue because there were not enough men. The young church began with the leadership of a woman. And her name was? You can say that name. It's, it's like her name was Lydia. According to what we read, Lydia basically forced. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that word. I didn't get into that, but the word is a very interesting word. But basically, it's forced Paul and his companion to stay with her and share more of the gospel with her and her family. Uh, she hosted them, take care of them. Uh, she was persistent. That's what I want to say. She was persistent. Another woman that was persistent is my sister Cecilia. You thought you were going to talk about somebody. No, no. It's my sister Cecilia. She is persistent. She was the one that insisted to me that, that I needed to read the Bible. Thanks be to God, I did. But that is the way the church needs to be persistent as we seek to follow God's vision for his church. Now, these days, we're looking to fulfill our own vision. We're looking into what to do and where to go to fulfill that vision. Of course, there are, there are some challenges in church, different types of challenges, organization in the whole church, United Methodist Church, there are some challenges. In the local church, there are other challenges. In society, there are challenges that have to do with inclusion, diversity, and opportunity. Challenges about how we can translate the message of the gospel into acts that make a different difference in the community. But those challenges can become opportunities, opportunities to bring both the gospel in the heart of the people as well as their physical and emotional well-being. Challenges can become a new opportunity. As I was writing this sermon, I, I saw the news about an organization that supports small businesses that are started by women of color. That was in the news. The organization was being sued by a conservative group because they claim it was discriminatory. Well, I guess there are people that do not read history books. It is the same group that is behind abolishing the Affirmative Action Act. One thing I am sure of, they cannot rewrite history. Truth always prevails. Truth always prevails. And I hope and pray that we as a church can be an example of inclusiveness in the middle of diversity.
an example of opportunities in the middle of challenges and oppression. In a time when the control of power and money seems more important than seeing each man and each woman as a person created in God's image, the church needs to preach through the gospel that in God we find opportunities in the time of challenge. The church needs to preach that there is light in the middle of darkness. Amen. I mean, the main point of Acts 16 is that Paul is starting a whole new area of evangelization in Europe. And in that process, uh, uh, or should I say, but in order for that to happen, not Paul, but God, not Paul, but God, knew that people of diverse ethnicities and genders needed to be involved in ministry. Because the gospel is for everyone. For God so loved the world. And for so that love can reach everyone, everywhere. It requires different skin tones, different nuances, different voices and different paths, different languages. And many times it requires many, many different kinds of music. Are we ready? Are we ready? But the heart of the gospel is to make people whole. Whole spiritually. Whole emotionally. Relationships, right? And whole physically. Living wages, fair opportunities, among so many things. It requires many things, but the message of the gospel is here. In the heart. That's where all begins. That church became very special for Paul. He found love, friendship, care, support for the mission. And that is how things start. With prayer, vision, commitment, gathering, welcoming, persistency. Things start with God opening the hearts of people. Is that simple and that complicated? Now, it seems like in every story we read in the book of Acts, and we'll keep digging a little bit more in the book of Acts, there is prayer, there is a message, there is a vision, there is a sign from the Spirit that is leading the young church to move beyond their comfort zone. And they needed to move to reach all peoples and classes in order to fulfill their mission. So stories like this, I hope, I pray that for our church, as a denomination, but also as Pacoima Church, Pacoima First, I pray that we can find hope. Hope in the future. Hope that the future belongs to God. And in God, the future is always better. 
In God, the future is always better. For you, for me, for us, for the church, for the community, and for the world. So we need to listen. We need to tell God, Lord, I am available to you. I'm available to you. It is in prayer where we are more able to hear God's voice. And when we and where we can respond, I'm available. I'm available. It was in prayer when Paul had his vision. It was a prayer meeting by the river where Paul started to preach in Philippi. It was in prayer where God moved the heart of a woman named Lydia. It is in the middle of our day today, in our work, in, in, in the future of our beloved church. It is even in the middle of the uncertainties and the unknown. That is exactly the place where we can find a holy space. 
holy space where God can speak to us. Will you pray with me? God of love, we long to keep your word and learn to love you as we should. To follow you unconditionally, daily. We yearn to be free of our suffering that we might no longer withhold forgiveness for others or keep our hearts away from loving them. Send your advocate, send the Holy Spirit to us once more, we pray, that we might know the peace of Christ's promise to his followers and that us. We want to experience that moment when Jesus said, Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. May it be so, God. May it be so. Special prayer for protection and provision for the people in Maui. May they receive their appropriate help quickly and effectively. And for us, as we come to this your sanctuary, our hearts are full of gratitude, thankfulness, and praise. All these we pray in the name of your son Jesus and your children say together, Amen and Amen. Amen. I don't know if uh, you know, probably you know, that the part of our offering, our tithes, our contributions go through a, to, to a fund in, in the conference and then to the national church, to this organization called UNCR. And through that, we are also helping uh, people in Maui and many other places in the world suffering different situations. So, so be generous. God loves the cheerful giver. For sure, the church will open some special site where we can go and also support the church. Have, you have seen in the, in, the, in the news, there are places where we can send different kind of things. Um, I understand Maui is a beautiful place but they need our help right now. So at this time, I invite you to cheerfully give to God through all your tithes, your offerings. For you worshiping online, you will see on your screen the way we can send your tithes or your gifts, your offerings. So let us receive the offering for today. And so let us dedicate uh, this offering to the Lord. Let us pray. We praise your name, O God, for the bounty of your love. You cause the earth to yield food to satisfy the hungry. You send rain upon the earth to give drink to the thirsty. You shine light into our darkness to show us the way. Bless this offering this day 
that through these gifts the world may touch your love. In his name we pray. Amen and amen. Do you have plans for today? That's the version I'm reading. So forgive me. A man's heart plans his way. But the Lord directs his steps. So let us pray and let us wait for a vision. Let us wait for a spirit to guide us. The message can seem to be blurry sometimes, but the mission is clear. The mission is clear. And who will answer the call? If you are able, please stand and let us receive the benediction. As we are searching to find the path to go, may the peace of God, the love of the Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses be with you, with your family, today, this week, and forever. Amen. And amen. And let the people of God say,